you. You can you hear me properly? Yeah. Word, word, word. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony, and this is Digger's News and Views. Can y'all hear me? First of all, I can. Yeah, I can definitely. Yeah, I can definitely hear you. Word, word. So, we have special guests on the show returning. For wait, this is your third time on the show, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Returning for the third time, X Jack. I honestly didn't know it was gonna happen this fast. I, uh, I'm actually, uh, <laughs> I just got in the car. I'm, I was grocery shopping, man. <laughs> word, word, word. So, I, I just got a message from X Jack asking if we were gonna do a show tonight, and me and Two Gun are so close to 100. <laughs> I asked Two Gun, Two Gun said he's game. So this is an impromptu show, <clears throat> but there is something I want to talk about. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so y'all see your boys all back in the news, right? Who? Our My boy. Oh, okay. Our <laughs> doing his first interview being let out of um, prison. Oh, we're not prison, but jail. Oh, he did an interview? with Gail King and it's going to air tomorrow morning. Now, for those who have not seen the preview of this <clears throat> of this um interview, let me give you the gist. I, I saw somebody breaking down and crying yes. or some shit. This man started to break down towards the end. And really? he's, like, he's like, America, do y'all really believe that I would sit there and hold these girls hostage after everything I've been through in my past? Y'all really sit there and think I'm gonna put these girls in a dark room and only let them out to buy shoes from their uncle? Most definitely. If being honest, I ain't gonna lie. I I never did believe the whole trafficking girls thing. I just thought to do like little little girls. The whole trafficking. But this is this is what I'm this is what I'm saying in that aspect. He gave a little too much information out. Nobody said anything about him. Letting the girls out to go shoe shopping with their uncles. Ever. <laughs> read the reports. <laughs> if anything, read the reports. Did he say anything about letting these girls go out shoe shopping with their uncles? Is there anything in the reports about that? No, there's not. It's just about him having sex with underage girls. And every time Gail asked him the question... Did you do anything with underage girls? He would jump back and say, "Well, I beat my first case." You're not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, look, if you want to take that the OJ approach, hey, more power to you, bro. <laughs> I beat my first case. I plead the fifth. I don't. Hey, look. <laughs> like, Moving on. <laughs> you're not. You're not answering the question as directed. Like that gives me that gives me reason to believe that something happened. Something ain't right. What? Now, now, my 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 thing is, you know, I mean, you know, of course, R. Kelly, you know, he's already been in the news and all that kind of stuff. I mean, look, if he goes to jail, which he honestly, I don't even think he will. But if he goes to jail, I mean, even if he doesn't go to jail, why can't we indict the other people as accessories to a crime? You guys are all sitting up here talking about, oh. You know, we seen this dude. We knew he was nasty. All right, bet. And you never seen him. So you don't have to go to jail, too. Yeah, that's accessory. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, man, I, 
I mean, we saw it, but we just, oh, yeah, your ass need to go to jail, bro. We we prayed with him. We helped him hide the tapes. <laughs> you know, come on, man. Y'all don't let this man know he had a problem. Exactly. Obviously, they didn't have a problem with it either. Hey, what's up with Chicago? Because it was they didn't have a problem with it because they thought they were getting paid. They was they thought they was gonna get something out of it. That's why. What's up with Chicago? Everybody was cool with it until until the money stopped. Once you stop paying me, all of a sudden it's an issue. As long as you giving me, mm-hmm. I'm fine. But once that payroll stops, hey man, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I gotta figure something else out. So you know what? I'll both of them go to jail. Sparkle. Her ass need to definitely go to jail. Yeah, I knew he. I knew he liked other girls, but I didn't think he would do that to my niece. Yep, take your ass to jail. Exactly. <laughs> Cause you just as guilty. Like that is crazy. Or just as stupid. Oh, too good. Remember, remember yeah. the other day where I was talking about the salon job. This is yeah. one, this is one of the guys who said, "I need Trash. to do better in my judgment." <laughs> Why you say that? Man, that shit sound like us talking right now. Hey, yo, let's uh, let's make an album real quick. Give me some ideas. That's exactly what I think that's what makes it good. I think that's what makes right. it good. Hey, man, exactly. You know what? I ain't gonna sit up here and bash it. You know, it's like. <laughs> It's like you have comfort food. It's like comfort music. Exact. Let me ask you, exact. Let me ask you a question. How much fusion jazz have you listened to? And I'm talking about the Cold Trains, the late um, the um, the later um stuff of Miles Davis and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Being a young buck that I am, man, I only heard stuff through the grapevine, man. Right. I mean, I, I ain't heard it in years. And most of the stuff that I'm thinking of by them, they don't even have music. It's just, I mean, they don't have a, there's no voice. You know, it's just music. But, yeah, it's it's just recreating the days of the improvised jazz sessions. Ah, I see where you're going with this. Look, man, skating is not what she's doing, all right? She is over here. Just figuring it out and trying to just put some shit out there. And I'm not gonna sit up <laughs> like I couldn't jam to her random hump. Like the shit was nice. Like she's obviously melodic as hell. But hell no. Would you say she's more talented than B? <laughs> you ain't gonna put me in <laughs> You wouldn't say she's more talented than Beyonce. But man, I'm not gonna ever I'm not going against the beehive, all right? Uh, that's not a that's not something I would ever say. All right. Is she more talented than B? Uh I don't know. But I tell you what. What's that? I heard some songs on there where I was like, damn, she could sing some of them songs that B could sing if she really wanted. Yeah, because she challenge um she um not challenges, but um uh, God, what is what um, she channels her sister. That's all I want to say, man. Because, uh... Now, you're, my bad. My phone started ringing. No, you good. You good. No, I said she yeah. channels her sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. She definitely did, you know. Yo, what happened? I'm still here. Oh, I think his phone rang again. So this is the Digging Two Gun Show again. 
<laughs> Lord, he should be able to get back easy since we're yeah, both. Lord knows what happened to X Jack. <sighs> the salon chive cut him off. Oh yeah, the beehive cut him off. La 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 la. Man, when's the last time we did a show on a fucking Tuesday, though? Long time. Oh, shit, that shit cut them off altogether. Uh, Hold on, wait a minute. I think with the new anchor, I'm able to send him another request. He should be able to just hit the old request. But send him a new one. Yeah, let me go ahead and send him a new one. Before we both get cut off. Hold on, hold on. Now my mic went out. I can hear you, though. Two gun. Okay. Uh, yeah. With Anchor, it's doing this new thing. Like, when I send a request out, it cuts my mic out. So I have to, like, take it out and, re- I have to okay. take it out and reattach it. But Anchor, you're fucking up. So, oh shit! I um, did I tell you I spoke to most of the guys about Show One Hundred, right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, gen- um, people who listen to our t- um podcast, Show One Hundred is actually going to be wild as shit. So, it should be very. And it's going to be a two-part episode. I've already decided that. You know what I mean? Uh. I wonder if he hit a bad spot or something. Probably, probably. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. I was going to say something, but I don't remember what it is. Let me About back- what? Let me backtrack. Oh, shit. Okay, I remember what it was. So, we all know I'm really big on Instagram, right? Uh-huh. We all know that, you know, I like women with, you know, physiques, Here right? There he is. Hey, X Jack. Okay. X Jack. There he was. Damn, he was here for a minute. <laughs> it still says connected, but I know, right? I just I'm keep looking, on going. I'm looking at this shit right now. It's just it says connected, but maybe he can't hear it. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. Oh shit, there he is. There we go. Technical difficulties, man. I apologize. Uh, cool. All right. So, look, what happened was we started talking about the Solange thing. I turned my car off and my phone was connected to my car. So, as soon as the Bluetooth disconnected, I guess it just shut everything down. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back to what I was saying in a minute, too, Gun. All right. So, um, what were you saying about Solange? Oh, I was said, saying. We said that the Beehive cut you off. Hey man, they, hey! I told you they're real. <laughs> but no, nah, man, I, I just, it, I just, I just say that you know she, she, she could do some things, man. She's very talented, man. I'm not gonna say she's better than her sister. You know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna disrespect them, put them in. Solange does have some skills. Yeah. And what I was gonna say, segue. Kaylani's new mixtape is fire. And you know, that's the one I don't listen to that much. Man, that Kaylani mixtape is phenomenal. I have no idea who that is. Well, 
She's a. Uh, she is kind of like the... Erica Badu. She's real earthy. Okay. <laughs> one of those natural women, real connected with the spiritual atmosphere and whatnot. And she has a voice, a good one too. Yeah, definitely. All right, so um, let me. I believe I heard that. I just haven't heard any other music. All right, let me go ahead and say what I was about to say. So, um, we all know I'm real big on, um, what's that shit called? Um, Instagram, right? Uh, but have you ever seen somebody on Instagram whose body is like fucking bananas? Of course. Yeah, so, you mean uh, real body or? Oh, no, this is her real body, too. Okay. I'm going to give y'all her link. And I want, can, do y'all have access to your phones right now? Yeah. Yes. It is Riddy's World and that's R-I-D-D-Y-S W-O-R-L-D one. I'm going to have to check it when I get off of Anchor. All one it. word. X-Jack, go look. Alright, let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Let's see. She just posted a video and man... Did you ever check out Meg Thee Stallion? Yeah. Oh, come on, dog. I did that when we were on. I did that when we were on, dog. Was that the white girl? What? Oh, Meg, Meg, Meg Thee Stallion. Stallion. Nah, nah, nah. She lives in Houston. I like her. Oh, okay. I remember last time we had talked about that that one white girl, and I was like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> All right. So let me see. What You said her name is what? Riddy's World, R-I-D-D-Y-S. Oh, all right, here we Ready, go. And one. 74,000 followers. She's, oh, thickums. Uh, wow. Little, little big for my taste, but hey. No, no, no. You really have to look at her body pics. Like, she's not big at all. She just has a bust. <laughs> a bust. Yeah, I mean her, 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 her breasts are ridiculous. Breasts. You're right. She's not big. Yeah, I've I was always, gonna say titties, but you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> Yo, I've always been a tit dude, man. I can't help that shit, dog. Spell it one more time for me. R I D R I D D Y S R I D D Y S W O R L D one. I'm going to just see if I could Google her. I want to. Liddy ran on something. Good on she that has one, no man. I mean, normally girls with damn breasts don't have bonky. God doesn't bless many of them with both. That's facts. Big facts. You get a pretty face, big titties, or a big ass. Like, you don't have, you don't have two out of three. I mean, you don't have three out of three. Yeah, that's not happening. Like, look at Rihanna. Technically, Rihanna got pretty face, pretty face. and a nice ass. But she, she just happened to get titties, titties lately. Yeah, she just she just started getting hefty, which yeah, is but beautiful. That's I love it. Yeah, I love that it. That way, them titties got less time to go sagging because the right? gravity yeah. ain't been pulling them bitches down for <laughs> 30 years. Can we think of a woman who has right all three natural? Um, Amber Rose. I've seen her in real life. I met her in real life. 
Those that's that's not fake, bro. But and, no, Amber Rose had a breast job. After the uh, baby. Yeah, Amber Rose uh, had a breast job. But that yeah, but that's after the baby, bro. Before that, that was still all her. Nigga. She doesn't have all three naturally though. All right, all right, I I say that. All right, how about um See the thing is everybody it's hard, I'm thinking isn't of, everybody I'm thinking of is is real pretty with a nice ass and they got little titties. But you see some people like little titties. Like I feel like B cups is just fine, you know. To me, I mean that's like cool. Like Maya, she's she's nice. Uh J Lo no Beyonce, all three of them, like, no titty gang. The only, <laughs> the only woman that I know that has all three that are natural is Kim Bella. The video girl? Um, yeah, Jewel Santana's wife now. Mm. Hey, I what about Nikki? Nikki's ass is <laughs> what? Nikki's ass is made out of straight fix a flat. Her face is made out of surgical stuff, you know, too. Her, I, she got her nose done, I think. I used to say um, Vita Guerrero until I found out that bitch has a breast job. Mm. Yeah. She's old, though. You know, being a 90s kid, though, breast jobs, you know, that still counts as natural for me because, I mean, nah. yeah, you know, I'm like, look, big fake titties, whatever. Man. It's the fake asses that's throwing everything off now, man. That shit right. weird. You know what I'm saying? You walking around. Look at Kim We're Kardashian. That is like disgusting. White Playboy models with the fake titties. Yeah. yeah like I mean, Pam Anderson, Carmen Electra. Yeah. Yeah, that's the shit we grew yeah. up with, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, because Carmen Electra, you know what I'm saying? She had no ass, but she was beautiful. Well, you know what I'm saying? None. Another thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, the irony of the Kanye West situation. Okay, my cousin was talking about Kanye. Please explain to me what's going on with Kanye. Okay. I must be under a rock for real. What happened with Kanye is Kanye is going to these labels and, you know, putting lawsuits against them saying that, you know, I want my music. I want, you know, my publishing, this, that, and the third, so on and so on. But he's contractually structured not to get anything. Mm. So remember, remember, this is where irony comes back and kicks him in the ass and karma comes back and kicks him in the ass. Remember when he said slavery was a choice? Mm. And he chose to become a slave to the industry? And you <laughs> chose to become a slave to the music industry. So that whole slavery is a choice thing is coming back to bite him in the ass because the thing about it is he's always stressing, read your contracts, do this, so on and so on and so on. Nobody wants me. I got this, so on and so on, right? Facts. But when you look at his Rockefeller contract, he owns nothing. I mean, maybe he thinks that Jay had him and he was like, you know... It's a business. At the end of the day, it was a business. He didn't do his business with Jay. He did his business with Dane. That's true. That's very true. He did his business with Dane. Now, Dane was looking out for Dane, which is what he's supposed to do. Yeah, but I mean, Dane ain't doing shit now. I mean, he is, but. Well, after like Jay Z bought out Rockefeller and the Rockefeller name and everything else, who's getting paid for that, Jay? 
I mean, honestly, man, Kanye, I think he's just doing some extra shit just to do it, man. I don't know, man. This is, you know, I'm just in this new mindset where if I hear something about Kanye West, it's all planned, bro. Like, everything's premeditated, man. He doesn't do anything on accident. I, I won't give him that much of, oh, he's just crazy. Like, this dude does all this stuff to make sure his name is floating somewhere, and then he's going to drop us with some crazy music or some crazy idea, man. I just seen two people at work wearing some Yeezys, and I wanted to punch both of them because I was just like, bro, do you see what you have on your feet? And you paid $350 for those? Their shoes look like they was ran through dirt. Like, they just, oh, man, I don't understand. Well, I really don't understand. Like, That's the beautiful madness about Kanye West, though. Kanye West made it where he's relevant no matter what he talks about. Kanye West could go on TMZ right now and say the sky is blue. Even though we know the sky is blue, we're going to question it because it came out of Kanye's mouth. We're going to talk about it because it came out of Kanye's mouth. And that's how Kanye is. That's who Kanye is. Kanye has made it so well-versed to be controversial that he could be saying something strictly that's written down by a teleprompter and we will question it. Exactly. He will say something that That's the last time I liked Kanye West. When he said, George Bush doesn't care about black people? Yeah. Nah, the last time... Oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, he, he, uh, that's when he started uh, really like just bugging after that. But I, I mean, I feel like say, that's when he started his star of super rising, honestly. I but say, I mean, I, we lost him. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like we no. What? Yeah. Eight Awaits and Heartbreak is awesome. Yeah, yeah, but that was just that's how it starts. Wait a minute. Nah, oh, man. I think he started in, dying off after Yeezus. Coming, coming in two guns defense, 808 and Heartbreaks was done before his mother was pa- um, before his mother passed. Mm-hmm. And um, then it was just um, like a slow decline. It was a it was a mastering when his mother passed. Like the music wasn't a slow decline, but he kind of just started. Well, Jay Z said that Kanye just doesn't know how to handle. And emotions. He can't handle the death. He doesn't know how to deal with it, so that's why he lashes out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but me personally, I feel... <laughs> yeah, like I feel like he low key, you know, he feels responsible for his mom dying, you know, and I mean that's a heavy burden. I wouldn't say he... I uh I definitely think he feels responsible for it, man. Like Well, he has to feel responsible because he was the one who paid for the surgery. Right. I said, Mama, if you don't get your old ass titty somewhere and sit down. <laughs> just like uh just like two chains, you know, two chains was on the breakfast club talking about having to sell his mom uh drugs and you yeah. know, he's like and that's something I'll never forgive myself for. Even to this day I just he said he don't even want to talk about it. Like he brought it like Charlemagne brought it up and he was just kinda like, you know, I'll just say, Look, man, I can't get over it and let's just move on because he said he didn't want to get too deep into Nah, Charlamagne is real, bro. That dude asks questions that we actually want to ask these celebrities. That's no, why but I here's, fuck with here's, here's the thing about Charlamagne, though. I know people who rolled with him in high school. Charlamagne hasn't always been like that. From I'm sure they, he isn't. From what they told me, Leonard was a nerd, a, like a comic book nerd, probably like a dork. 
Yeah, they said he was a dork, basically. The only reason why he got into the in crowd is because he started selling a little bit of weed. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. You laugh at that, but you know, they anytime you know they talk about him, they're like, who Leonard? Leonard? Like geeky ass Leonard? I'm like, I guess. Leonard part six. Yeah, they say Charlemagne. The whole, yeah, they say the whole Charlemagne, you know, Charlemagne the God thing is a facade. Which I sort of believe. Yeah, I mean, the dude's a, he's just self-admitted nerd. Like, he says it all the time. I'm into comics. I'm into all that kind of stuff, man. That's what I grew up on. I mean, it is what it is. I just like the radio personality, man. I, I like his interviews, because I like her. I love when Charlamagne interviews people. Hold on. Hold on, X-Jack. Two-Gun, you know where Charlamagne's from, right? It's from Monk's Corner. Monk's Corner. Tell X-Jack what's in Monk's Corner. Um, a Walmart. What else? <laughs> a Walmart and people. a courthouse and a jail. <laughs> a, a car lot. Yep. <laughs> a Walmart um, is that jail, dead out there? Huh? The court. And the yeah, where you from, Jack? Uh, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I've never been to Texas, but just think of. A town you could ride through in five minutes and you know, Oh, it's like Warrington, Georgia then. Yeah. <clears throat> or uh X Jack might understand X Jack might understand this. A uh, Griffin, right. Georgia. X Jack. You ever been to Georgetown, Texas? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's Monk's Corner. <laughs> yeah, they ain't shit there, man. That's Monk's Corner. So give, you mean I he had no choice? He, I had to give X Jack something that he understood. He had no choice but to dive into them books, man. You know what I mean? But I mean, you know, I don't know, man. A lot of people don't like Charlemagne, man. But I, but, I really like dude, man. Do you know where, I, I don't have a problem? With do you know where Charlemagne got a lot of his personality from? Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams She's was a, a shock piece job. Of shit. Wendy Williams is, is, but I mean, even Charlamagne tells her, like, you know what I'm saying? You do all this gossiping about people, but you don't want nobody to know. You know, she throws stones from a glass house, always. Yeah. That's how she's mm-hmm. always been. You know? And that's why I don't get behind her, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't like that. That's ridiculous. Well, you over like, here gossiping about the world, but... Says personal shit. Charlamagne brings up shit while you're there. Right. You know, or like the and latest gossip I, that everybody already knows. I guess, yeah, I guess we can expect him in that accord, but... You know, he always says it to their face, at least. It's not like Wendy Williams, where she'll just say, you know, such and such as this, but she never talks to him. I got a weird question for you guys. Both of y'all got Instagram, right? Right. Yeah, right. Why do so many girls have big vaginas nowadays? Look, who is that? That is a great question. And that is a question... Like, everybody has... Everybody got camera. That is a question that Digger doesn't even have the answer to. Yeah, I definitely don't have the answers to that. Is it because they're fat girls that got surgery and the pussy's still fat? Facts. What? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you you know what actually you know what actually made me amazed? You know some of these girls from Instagram actually get paid from Instagram. 
Yes, and I pu- just found that out. And they're pulling in six figures a you know six figures a year. I thought Instagram didn't pay people, but I found out recently they do pay you. But it's like it's different from Facebook and YouTube and stuff. But yes, you can find you can be financially supported through Instagram. Yeah. Wow. And they're getting six figures a year, and then Instagram is paying people to travel places and take pictures. Wow, that's dope. I'm not gonna lie, that is fire. All they want you to do is here, go to XYZ. We need XYZ amount of pictures, and Instagram will pick the pictures that they want them to post. You know, the very first time I made Instagram, I made it four pictures, man. I, I uploaded like pictures of the mountains that I took, I uploaded like pictures of the river and stuff like that. Dog, when I made Instagram, I made it to look at bitches. Yeah, me too. When I found out the bitches was half naked, yeah, I was like, I like this. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's not what it is. No, see, I'm not going to lie. When I started Instagram, I started Instagram, uh, my first, because my first Instagram account, I deleted. I started Instagram, I want to say 2012. I was 30, right? Started Instagram. It wasn't that cool because all I was adding was, you know, my people from school because it was linked to my Facebook. You know what I mean? Right. So I was just like, uh, this is just nothing but Facebook with pictures, pictures, pictures and captions, right? It and wasn't then the until shit I started getting, getting real. It wasn't until that people started requesting me, like people I didn't even know. And at first, I wouldn't answer them, or you know, I wouldn't add them. But you know, I was noticing I was getting like twenty a day, and I'm just like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and add these people and see what's, you know, see what's up. Some of these were models. Somebody need to put a stop to these goddamn. Virgin hair shits that you get every day, man. But some of these were models that you know wanted more followers, and you know, just and some of these were just regular ass people, you know. Tracks. And I was just like, whoa, like. I mean, that I is know, the Instagram formula. I didn't know how I got sucked into it, but I noticed, like, in my height of you know posting and shit, I would be like, you know. Given six thousand likes a day, give or take. And I showed I showed Two Gun this one time. Me and Two Gun, we were trying to figure out how to um, do something on Instagram, right? And I do not set my page where anybody can add me, right? Right. <laughs> Ask Two Gun if I'm lying. I was only public for about what was it, thirty seconds, Two Gun? Yeah. And how many friend requests? I mean, not from requests, but how many people added me in that 30 seconds? I think it was like 500 or something like that. 600 people added me. I'm like, what? what? In 30 seconds. That's annoying. That's wild, man. When we talk about followers, what kind of followers are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, who knows, man? With Instagram, it could be anybody, man. That's it's just the, random. That's an R. Kelly reference. Hey, man. Speaking of R. Kelly, though, I know that's what we started out with. Right. But how y'all feel about Michael Jackson, bro? Because I'm low key irritated with this. All right. I refuse to watch Leaving Neverland. Oh, I'm definitely not watching that shit. Like, I'm not. It's ridiculous. But but my whole thing is, let's just pretend. 
Because I don't believe Michael Jackson's ever touched anybody, and I don't care what anybody has to say about it. But let's just pretend that he did do all this stuff. What's next? I mean, we'll he's never, dead. We'll never know. The, the guy's dead. But I'm just saying, like, he's dead. So, I mean, what do we? What, what do you get out of this? That's, what that's my whole point. And, you know, and that's what that's what my whole point is. Just like you know, this man can't defend himself. Dead men tell no tales. You know what I mean? Like, bro. I guess these people ran out of money. Oh, man. it It's not even that. It's just that, you know, they're just trying to ruin another black man's legacy. Right, That's so, what I think it is. This, is. this is this is my whole thing about it. You know, after the case, you know, after the cases were done, you know, so on and so on, some settled out of court. Some they found Michael Jackson not guilty. You cannot talk about the case anymore. Exactly. Even if you, came, you guys were under oath yeah, saying this stuff. Came out twenty years later. Go. You know what? Michael did touch me. It's null and void, and it doesn't matter. That's why the estate is going after you know these two young men because after it was settled in court. Right, you got something to say. So, like Two Gun said, these people ran out of money. How am I going to sit there and pay mortgage in this house that I can no longer afford? You know what? I'm going to sell my story again. Like I said, if Michael Jackson was alive, I'd watch it and I'd be the judge from there because Michael can actually, you can ask Michael questions and judging by his answers, you can give a predetermined decision. Oh, that man's lying. Like with the whole R. Kelly thing, how Gail. Well, we know he lying. How Gail King was asking him a simple question, and you keep going around it saying you won your first case. And Michael never did any of that. That man vehemently, like, he denied it. Like, bro, I did not touch people. I did not do any of that stuff. You know, you could see the sentiment. Like, the dude was sad. Like, they took pictures of my penis. They took pictures of me naked. They took, like, he was pissed. Like, yeah, and. Come on, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, even thinking about it gets me upset because, like I said, dead men tell no tales. But here's the thing, though. The re- only reason why I'm curious is because I'm in a group chat with all my brothers, right? And everybody's like, oh, my God, Michael's nasty or this man's disgusting. And I said, what happened? They said, you got to watch it for yourself. So I'm curious to figure out what they're talking about. But at the end of the day, let's just say this was to happen. Nobody said anything about this when he was alive, so the man's legacy cannot be tarnished in my eyes. Facts. Because we'll never know the truth. Exactly. At the end of the day, you can't prove it or or disprove it. Like It's just in the air at this point. Exactly, because like I said, Michael's gone. Mike's gone. state and died, so people want to cash in on that. Exactly. Like, come on, dog. Which is absolutely crazy. Y'all know Mike ain't do this. And even if Mike did it, why'd you not say anything in court? Mm -hmm. Exactly. If Mike really did this, why why are your parents committing suicide? Because they feel like (laughs) shit. For real. Like, if, if, if somebody touched my kid, you got the game twisted. You think I'm going to kill myself? Nah, nigga. You're going down. Period. Right. 
<laughs> like, but they, but but all the all the parents over here committing suicide shit. Michael, you know what I'm saying? He bought one of the dudes, Wade Robinson, the main guy. That dude is famous for being on You Got Served, for being a, a yeah, famous the, choreographer. Like, and the dude, you know, Michael Jackson bought his parents a whole house. You know what I'm saying? And they over here now, they're trying to say, oh, Michael bought us the house because he didn't want us to see anything. Get the fuck out of here, yo. Yeah, I saw something where um, it was just like, yeah. Anytime I did sexual favors, Mike bought me jewelry because he knows I like jewelry. Okay, first things first. Where are the jewelry at? First things first. <laughs> as a kid, you expect me to believe as a kid you want a jewelry as a payoff? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, true. Like what, little six, kid wants if jewelry. I'm, if I'm six or seven years old, look, dog, you getting me a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo, a Genesis. You get me toys. I want all the action figures. I want all the Power Rangers, all the Zords. I want the Zords, bro. Like, <laughs> not no damn jewelry. That shit has no value in a seven-year-old. Go kart track. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Isn't Michael supposed to exactly? Uh, he's supposed to have a Broadway theme musical coming out next year too. Come on, man! They're just trying to put a stop to that shit, dog. I'm trying to get some money off it somehow. Because the thing about it, it's too, little, it's too little too late. That's like that girl from high school that you try to give a chance. And she's like, nah. I'm well, you, um, you want her to give you a chance? She's like, nah. And now that, she, now that you're doing successful, she got four kids, no track of her baby daddy, and her stomach's hanging past her pussy, and now she wants to give you a chance? Nah, we good. <laughs> hey yo, so I mean, this is to- like this has nothing to do with anything. But I was at work the other day, right? right? And this girl, this girl brought up this thing to me. She said, and it's an argument that people have already had before. But she was like, if Aaliyah was still alive, Beyonce wouldn't even be who she is. And I, I just I can't agree with that anymore. Like when I was younger, I used to think that. But okay. Then, like, Listen to the music. I'm like, uh, they're in two different lanes to me. So let me let me let me let me go ahead and settle that shit right now. Cause you understand when Aaliyah was alive, Aaliyah, I can't say was even the queen of R and B. She wasn't. Destiny's Child, the writings on the wall, had a bunch of bangers, and at Bro. the time of Aaliyah's death. They released the Survivor album. Exactly. Aaliyah never hit number one on the charts, uh, on the R&B charts, because of the Survivor album. And but that was a group. Aaliyah really didn't get didn't catch fire until Bills, Bills, Bills came out. Because Aaliyah, like, she finally hit. Like, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, she had a couple songs, you know, but she didn't really hit until she dropped that uh that Dr. Doolittle song. Oh, are you that somebody? Yes. When she dropped that song, that's when Bills, Bills, Bills came out as well. So, well, you know, for Aaliyah me... The hood. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess, man. I just... I just don't think. I just think it's really it's a weird comparison, but I still think Beyonce would be who she was, like regardless, like Aaliyah. Oh, absolutely. And everybody's like, "Oh, Aaliyah can sing just as good as Beyonce." Get the fuck out of here, yo! No, she can't. 
No. You have no proof. One song that she sung on is that damn <laughs> Let Me Know. And she was like 10. Right, right. Never heard her sing like that, you know what I'm saying, when she was older. What year did uh, Destiny Shot come out? 96. Um, yeah, 97. 97. Yeah. One in a Million came out in 96, and that was pretty big. <laughs> but I'm saying, does Aaliyah really have a no, voice like Beyonce? One in a Million came out in 94. Are we serious? One in a Million came out in... Oh, wait, no, you're right, 96. I'm thinking AJ number yeah, number. second album. Yeah, I'm thinking AJ number number. I apologize. So she drops that stuff, and then it's like, all right. But, I mean, like, comparing Beyonce to Aaliyah, to me, is, is disrespectful to Beyonce. Because Beyonce... Is to me, I'm sorry, she's more talented than Ali ever was, and people don't like to say that because of nostalgia and because she's dead. So we like to put her in the higher, higher, higher pedestal, right? But if we're being completely honest, Aaliyah didn't have shit on Beyonce, bro. And that's just that's my honest opinion. Here's the thing about this child had a bigger machine behind him, but did they? A little yeah. ass group out of Houston? Who was behind them? Their dad? Her dad was pushing all that shit. Who they really had behind her? Yeah, but even on their first even on their first album, they had Dwayne Wiggins as a producer. That's yep. the guy from Tony Tony Tony. They had Wyclef John. They had Jermaine Dupree. They had goddamn uh Beast by the Pound. Uh, I mean you're dropping some you dropping Where's some gems here. Here's the thing. I mean, Aaliyah had the whole damn Timberland, Missy Elliott, Genuine. The black ground. Yeah, but that, that was for the hood. No, she was the hood princess. She, All right, but. You know? Do you not think the whole R. Kelly situation tarnished her legacy? Fuck no. No. Listen, listen, hear me yeah. out. After the allegations came out, what push did she really have behind her other than Columbia? I mean, if we're being honest, after the allegations came out, what did it do for her? Nothing. We always, nobody ever disrespected Aaliyah. Everybody loved her. Like, that R. Kelly shit, honestly, didn't even hit like it should have. And I think Aaliyah was was on her way to be a, a actress. Yeah, because she had started doing Queen point. of the Damn, Romeo Must Die. Romeo Must you Die, know? she acted very well in it. She did. She did really well in that, that movie. Was the only Queen of her, the Dam was just bad writing. Her and um, Anthony Anderson were the only thing that really carried. Yeah, that was just a bad movie. Yeah, Queen of the Dam was just bad writing. The only thing that carried Romeo Must Die. Put the nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, of course, Jet Li was fighting. So we like, we, you know, black people love kung fu. <clears throat> I don't know why, but we do. But yeah. You know. Anthony Anderson and Aaliyah were the only things that was really worthy in Romeo Must Die. It was a very, very bad script. You know what, man? Hey, we got to take a pause moment right now, man. I got to give it up for Anthony Anderson, man. That man has came a long way. Yep. Like, we really got to look at Anthony Anderson's career, man. He has came (laughs) a long way, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's been a lot. You know, Kevin Hart came a long way. Mike Epps. Uh, you know, anybody that was on Def Comedy Jam back in the day. That's true. 
but for some of the bullshit that Anthony Anderson used to be in all the way to now, like he's a household name in white America, like Yeah, Anthony a, Anderson got his start with me, myself, and Irene. Hell yeah. And that movie's hilarious. <laughs> like if you haven't seen me, myself, and Irene, shameless plug, go ahead and go see that. That movie is hilarious. Oh, I know Malibu's most wanted. Yeah, he was. Diggs. <clears throat> what was, he was that on that? Really? He was in Kangaroo Jack. Uh, Big Mama's house. Yeah, he was in Big Mama's house. That's right. Oh, he was in Life. Life was the second movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Life. I think what really blew him up was Barbershop. And he had a small role in it. Yeah, he had small roles in all that stuff, man. His and then he was in like Baby's Dad. No, was he in Baby Daddy? Yeah, he was in Baby Daddy. Okay. He was in Agent Cody Banks, Harold and Kumar. But he that was a small role. Harold and Kumar is awesome. Yo, he was also in The Departed with Leonardo and, DiCaprio and everybody. And, and then he was in Transformers. Movies. Some of the scary movies. Hustle uh-huh. and Flow. I think Transformers kind of took him. That's what it was. It had to be Transformers. Yeah. That was and his first big, like, crazy role, you know? I would say Hustle big, and Flow. Big, big Hustle and Flow was a big role. <laughs> well, personally, I loved Hustle and Flow, man. I really did. I, I thought that movie was awesome. Look but... at it, man. You're going to be something like that movie, man. Let's but, you know, see. people got to see when he did Transformers, people saw him that would never see him. Facts. You know that's what true. I mean? That 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 that's international. That's true. Anytime you can get white American love, you good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like yeah, me, myself, and Irene was his first like crazy movie. Then he did Exit Wounds. Two can play that game. Barbershop. Exit Wounds. Uh, Kangaroo Jack. Cradle to the Grave. All that was uh kind of. I think he probably had a three picture deal because all that was Columbia. Yeah. Um. And they all had DMX. And then, and then, yeah, in 2005, when he came out in Hustle and Flow, then that's when he got his first his his first role as like the leading star was in King's Ransom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, that and I remember that movie. movie. That movie was actually really good. That it was, it was a lot of people sleep on that movie. That was a dope premise, dope movie. That was actually a really good movie. And but, then after that, he was a scary movie for. And, and then he got on the Departed. No, nah, he was in Scary Movie Three and the Scary Movie Four. Oh, I knew. He but was Scary two Movie, in a row. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did two in a row, and then Scary Movie Four actually gave him more of a part. Whereas him and uh, him and Kevin Hart were in Scary Movie Three, Scary Movie Three, and then I think only he was in Scary Movie Four. Yeah. And I, then they did, and then he did Transformers in 07, and then after that, he kind of yeah, that's when he started like getting into. More uh, white American type things, and then yeah, he's in Scream Four. You got to pay your dues, man. Yeah, and that's one person paid dues. Kevin Hart paid dues also. Y'all forgot he was on Hang Time back in the day. Who Anthony Anderson? Yeah, y'all remember Hang Time? No, nope. no, nah, I never even heard. Hang of that. Time was a uh, how do you say it? It was like a Saved by the Bell type shit. Mm. It was a, uh, uh, how you say, a Saturday morning, um, 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, anytime you say Saturday morning, it was like one of those Saturday morning teen drums. Oh, yeah, like okay. California Dreaming and uh, uh, Saved by the Bell type thing. Okay. Well, yeah, man. I just had to give a little shout out, man. Anthony Anderson came a long way, man. I just like to see, you know, yeah. you know. I feel like, you know, I mean, of course, like y'all said, Chris Rock, I mean, everybody, you know, Kevin Hart, all them dudes had to pay dues, but I mean, like, Dave Chappelle, Anthony Anderson, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, comedians that, like, grinded through shit movies and shitty roles and small parts just to finally get to their own name, you know? Right. Eddie Murphy never really had to do that, you know? He was on Saturday Night Live, and then he blew up. Like he just, he just blew you, up. You understand? Eddie Murphy's first film role was Beverly Hills Cop. Exactly. Was it? Yes. yes. First major film role was. Beverly and then he Hills did Forty Eight Hours. And then he did Forty Eight Hours. And Forty Eight Hours blew well, him back up. Then, but Eddie Murphy was, you know, he did those two. He did Delirious and Raw. No, but he did. No, that was. But he no, he didn't start. Um. He did Eddie Murphy Comedian first, which was Delirious. Mm -hmm. um, Delirious. The CD version, well, album version was called Eddie Murphy um, Eddie Murphy Comedian. But Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy actually started on Saturday Night Live at a great time, though. Because that's when they were... Yeah, he started it when they started dying off with the older people. Yeah, that that's, everybody yeah, was that's when they were doing a transitional period. And you got to say, when Eddie Murphy got on Saturday Night Live, he was 18. And it was a total different grind back then. Like, you had to put in work in the comedy right. club. I mean, these people in the comedy clubs too, but... But nowadays, you know, if I come up with a funny skit and I go viral, I mean, I'm pretty much solidified to at least be on Wildin' Out. Right, <laughs> at least. But you know, back then, how many black men was really getting big? Roles? Oh, none. And on Townsend. Saturday Night Live, like nobody was really on there. Yeah, Robert Townsend, you know, he was really giving a lot of black people a lot of love. Robert Townsend, the Wayans brothers, like, you know, <laughs> giving Robert Townsend no money. Robert Townsend put <clears throat> Hollywood Shuffle on his credit cards. It wasn't giving him no money. He made a nah, way they weren't. You know. He grind. The Wayne's brothers, they were The Wayne's brothers and really, Robert Townsend, they all came together. They all worked together. Yep. Constantly. <laughs> but you gotta look at you gotta look at it this way. So when Hollywood Shuffle did the numbers that they didn't expect it to do, what happened? Okay, cool. Now Rob, how did you do this? All right, cool. How much money did it take you to do this? Okay, I'm right. going to do a sketch comedy show called In Living Color, and I'm going to give other people opportunities. And you look and at who he came gave, from, you look at he who gave came so from, many people. I was saying, you, you know, look at who saying. came from In Living Color: Jim Carrey, David Allen Greer, Tommy Davidson, Tommy Davidson, so on and so on. Jamie Fox, J Lo, all of them were on that show, man. It was endless. But David Allen Griff, he should have blew up way bigger than he did. You know where David Allen Griff fucked up in life? Where? He turned down the role for Bubba and Forrest Gump. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't know that, but if you listen to him talk on, um, what is it? Um, Sway? Um, no, he, um, he was on Howard Stern's show. Oh. Was, um, no, actually, it wasn't Howard Stern. It was Adam Carolla. 
and he said Tom oh. Hanks offered him the role of Forrest Gump. I mean, not Forrest Gump, but um, Tom Hanks said, "Hey, look, I got this role in this movie that I'm taking apart from from Robert Zimmerman, um, Robert Zimmerick, and it's called Forrest Gump. And there's a reading for the part, Bubba. I want you to do it." He said he read the script and just said, "I don't think that's up my alley right now." And they gave it to you. He wanted a Kayeti <laughs> And he said, like he said, and the movie went off. So he was at a party, you know, an upscale party in New York. And Tom Hanks and Rita walked up to him and said, Why did you take the part? <laughs> and he had no answer. Now, could you imagine David Allen Greer in Forrest Gump? No. No, I couldn't. But could you imagine what it would have done for his career? Yes, it would have been incredible for his career. But you know, it's it's funny. You know, when you look at like uh, actors who get roles or who pass on roles, and you think about like what could they do to the role, it's kind of like Will Smith in The Matrix. If Will Smith is in The Matrix, it's not the same movie. Keanu Reeves did something different, and even Will Smith says that. Like Keanu did something to that character, I would have never brought to it. So it's always, you know, you think about it like, oh, okay. You know, like, it just, you know, some stuff is just, it's just not for you, man. Like, speak, you know, going, going back to, um, <clears throat> going back to, um, Beverly Hills Cop. Do you know who was originally offered the role in Beverly Hills Cop? Sylvester oh. Stallone. Mm. Could you imagine so- could you imagine was he nope. supposed to be Nick Nolte's person? Or? No, no, you're thinking 48 Hours. Ah, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, he was supposed to be Axel uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't but see that. He wanted to change the movie around to an action movie, and he wanted his character to be named something Cobra, which is why he came up with Cobra the year after, and it was a shitty-ass film. Because the premise he I liked Cobra. The <laughs> Well, the premise he wanted didn't work. You know, I like Sylvester Stallone, too. If you ever look at any Sylvester Stallone movies for all you people out there, if you actually scan any Sylvester Stallone movie, you will never see a black person in a bad position as a as a, as a a dumb, ignorant buffoon. Like, Sylvester Stallone doesn't have any of that in any of his movies. That's one thing I have to give to Sylvester Stallone. Black people are never looked at as imbeciles in any of his movies. But he does have one movie I cannot watch all the way to the end because it was terrible. Over the what? top. Oh, shit, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Arm wrestling. Yeah, him taking his kid on the road. I think the kid's mother died and they bonded in the truck. Yeah, he was um, an 18-wheeler driver and he was a professional arm wrestler. Oh, wow. But you know, that's the 80s. He made movies in the 80s was just yeah, over the top. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Movies in the 80s made no sense. (laughs) You know, I mean, people say that, but if you look at some of the 90s movies, it's kind of like, what is that? You know I watch some movies and I'm like, is, I'm, did you really I'm, put that music over that scene? Like, <laughs> I'm going to actually do an omission. It's a guilty pleasure omission movie style because we did the guilty pleasure music show one time, right? I'm going to give you a guilty pleasure movie that most people wouldn't even think I'd watch, but this movie is my shit. But can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Like, you talk with Freddie Prince? Yes. 
Okay. I mean, everybody watched those, those American Pies can't hardly wait. Never been. I love the, the 2010 flicks, man. Those shits are fire. <laughs> flicks yeah. are the shit. What's the other one? Uh, like Road Trip. Yeah, uh, Road Trip, Road Trip, all that stuff, man. Uh, the new guy. Man, the new guy was the shit. Guy. Eddie Griffin, you looking uh, at my Janet? <laughs> I can't, what was another big like teen movie back? Then? Well, scary movie. Yeah, scary movie is. Uh, and Final Destination was actually part of that whole teen genre too. Scream in the early two thousands. Whole spoof genre that they still do today. Oh, you talking about not another teen movie? No, I mean like all that comes from scary yep. movie. Well, actually, not another teen not movie another came team. out before scary movie. No, it didn't. It didn't. Nope. I swear. What? No, scary movie created the whole um, what's it called? Parody. Com drama. The whole com drama concept, where they would literally spoof every movie. Oh yeah, they did start that shit, but they started it like in a bad way, you know, not like a Leslie Nelson, uh, naked gun type of thing, or like. Oh um, yo, no. Speaking of which, Scary Movie Two is still one of my favorite movies I've seen in the theater of all time. I actually saw it in the theater. I still think the first Scary Movie is undefeated, though. No, the second one, in my yeah. opinion, the second one was way better. Yeah. I mean, I can look at both of them, honestly, and I can see your point on both. I mean, there's some people that think next Friday is better than the original Friday, too. Nah. No, I mean, not next Friday, Friday after next. Nah. I know a lot of people that, yeah, man, I know a lot of people that prefer Friday after next than they do the original Friday. All right, let me ask you not- a question when it comes to Fridays. Which one was the worst one? Uh, Friday after next was the Part worst time. one, but a lot one? of people don't like. Two guns said, "Two guns said it." It's part two. Part two is actually the worst one. Part two is but, the worst one, in my opinion. Yeah. But for me, I I like part two more than I like the third one. Part two is the worst one, in my opinion. But I mean, as far part, as part three, <clears throat> part three had too many, too much talent in it to not be as funny. All right, so this is this is my whole synopsis on part two. <clears throat> Part two had a winning formula, but the story was terrible. Yeah. So Yeah, I'll give you that. All right, so one thing, you know, there's a lot of things that had me questioning, like the certified letter saying that they needed twenty four hours to come up with the money, right? You know, right. if they're processing any eviction or anything, they at least give you sixty days if you bark part of the house. Ninety. Well, you see, that's what I call I call that movie magic. See, you cannot put yeah. logical views on movie magic. And being a movie guy, I have to say that to people because there's so many plot holes that I can put in any movie. I can literally find a plot hole in anything that I want. But so, and what, what, you got to give movie that's magic. That's the only way. <laughs> dramatic, that's the only way it can get dramatic with a comedy. It has to be something Bonkers. so profound that has to be done in a day or a week. Right. You know what I mean? It's like the Goonies. They had a week <laughs> to move their own name. <laughs> <laughs> like, why y'all didn't move? Y'all knew this day was coming, but everybody's family was still there. <laughs> and they were bulldozers. They wasn't, you know what I mean? Or I mean, shit, even if you, <laughs> even if you look at Home Alone, how the hell did Kevin McAllister's dad own that house with all them people in it? 
the hell was he doing? And, oh, he was selling coke. Well, he was a mob. Well, if you look at the um, conspiracy theories, everything pointed out to him being a mob boss. Makes mm. sense. His uncles weren't really his brothers. I mean, Kevin's uncles weren't really his brothers. They were his workers. <laughs> yeah. So you've seen the you've seen the conspiracy theories before. Yeah, but who knows? He could have been working at AT and T since the seventies. He it could happen. AT and T since the seventies in a fucking <laughs> eight bedroom house in the middle eight of eight bedrooms, sixteen bathrooms, yeah. <laughs> able to take your whole yeah, family to New York and Florida, <laughs> no, and fly first, back. First, on the first one, the first one, he went to Paris. Ah, facts. And the second one, they were you know they, and the second one they went to like some um they went to Florida country and, and it was um, raining. Some island like Cancun or something. He had that. He had the bag, as they say. Oh Jesus! I hate that phrase so much. I gotta Listen, get this bag. Listen, the, the the phrase that I hate the most right now is no cap. No cap, bro. No. <laughs> like going back to going back to Home Alone. This is the thing about Home Alone that you know. I never understood the concept of. So they had all this money, correct? Uh-huh. With no home security system? <laughs> I don't think they needed it in the, in the, uh, in the, in the place they was living. In the place that they're living and the time that they were living in. It wasn't that popular to have Dog, a home security system. I live in a good neighborhood right now and I got a home security system. Yeah, but you're not white. Yeah, that's it's totally different. <laughs> You're not white in the nineties. I don't think it was no crackheads in that neighborhood, and if they were, they still <laughs> like you gotta. Was, you you know gotta really I mean? think like being white in eighty in nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety, like being like prominently white, and I mean like upper yeah. class. I'm white. <laughs> my name is Rick Stevens, and I have never in my life encountered such a Negro like you. Like that kind of, yeah. I don't need no damn security system. Okay, so there's another plot hole in Home Alone, right? Old Man Marley, right? <laughs> can, can we talk hey, about man. Old Man Marley for Why? a second? Why? Because he popped up at the right time. <laughs> not, not only that, and he never a, talked. There's a rumor that Old Man Marley killed his whole family, and he salts his driveway with the salt of their like. There's that story right there, right? That's some real white shit. Yeah, exactly. oh, wait a minute. This is the part that actually made me laugh. Remember when Kevin backs into old man Marley and he just stands there and doesn't say a word? Yeah. And Kevin screams uh-huh. in his face and runs in the house? Yeah. Uh-huh. Too good. If somebody did that shit, what would you do? I'd say, what the fuck wrong with you? Right? <laughs> what if I was an old man? Yeah. Oh, probably. I'd just be like, yo, this this. That's why they don't like you. No, I'm like, no. See, my whole thing is, the moment you bump into me, I'm like, um, excuse me, little nigga, <laughs> say something. But you know, old man Molly was old. That man was. Yeah, old. I mean, he's past all that. Like, you got to think, he's like, he yeah. like seventy five old, where you don't even care. You a grown ass man who lived his best life. You don't give a fuck about none of that shit. So, oh, uh, little kid bumped into <laughs> me. All right, so <laughs> like the same, kid, the same kid that screamed in your face. Sits down next to you in church and you carry on dope conversation with him. Come on, dog. I feel I feel like that's that's, all part of that old man wisdom, man. No, you You know know how white people are. You sit by them in church. It's all part of the stuff. You know how old white people are. You sit right by them in church, they're gonna get up and move pews. 
Well, if Kevin was a uh, little Troy, then yeah, but he was Kevin. So, <laughs> you know, also, and he was old. He was happy to be six. Exactly. Now, did y'all see? Uh, did y'all see what happened with uh, Monique and Steve Harvey? Yes. Now, now, let me ask you something, man. You think you think Steve Harvey out here being a coon, or you think? Yes. Okay. Okay. See, because okay. I can see both sides of that, man. Okay. So. You already said he would. You said that back in the comedy sketch. I I see like like I X, see both sides, man. Like X Jack, I see both sides. Steve Harvey said, "Give me four million dollars, I'll be all the monkey you want me to be." Here's here's the thing. It's okay to be black, and it's okay to be unapologetically black. Steve Harvey is black. Monique is unapologetically black. Facts. So when I mean Steve Harvey's black, the black community recognizes him. But if you ask any person, any white person who's Steve Harvey, what's the first thing they're going to say? Oh, he hosts Family Feud. With the mustache. Him, they know him as the black guy who hosts Family Feud. He's they so funny. Him, He's so nice. They know him as the guy who has the <laughs> afternoon show that comes on right before Dr. Phil. And he's so nice. And so well-spoken. Exactly. So, and then you have Monique, who's then you have Monique, who's unapologetically black. Okay, I'm trying to get a Netflix special, but you pay Amy Schumer X, Y, Z, and she ain't even funny. I've been around longer than Amy Schumer. Oh, man. That woman is... All okay, they're going to say I'm, is, ooh, she has such an ugly I'm attitude. Gonna, I'm going to tell you why the Monique didn't work on Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> and this is the guy. When you have a white special come on and white people are going to watch, all white people own their own Netflix account. I hate this man. I hate this man so much. (laughs) You're talking about a black person has a black special and black people are going to watch. That's five niggas to every one account. (laughs) I hate this man. I mean, nah, he ain't lying. Shoot, I don't even have my own Netflix account. What you okay, mean? So, you know, I, I learned I was like, I literally don't. I don't have my own Netflix or Hulu account. I'm be keeping saying, it I, a band. I learned I was doing good in life when people asked me, "Hey, can I use your Netflix?" That's how I learned I was doing good in life. Exactly. <laughs> now, I will say, I pay for stars. Right. You know, so I pay for stars, but I mean, I only did that because I wanted to watch Power. Right, <laughs> so I was like, "Well, shoot, ain't nobody else doing it." That's, and then that's an- on top of that, you know what I'm saying? I did it, and you know what I'm saying? I get free Hulu and I get free Netflix. So here, why don't you go ahead and check that stars out? That's how I know I'm doing good in life. Also, when I can get the upgraded premium cable pack to watch TV One, I'm doing good in life. <laughs> See, when you talk about Dave Chappelle. White folks is gonna watch it. Oh yeah, that's because of Comedy Central. Central. Yeah, you know the five hundred thousand black folks that's gonna watch a Monique special. It's only fifty thousand people who actually have an account. Exactly, and that's why they're like, shoot, ain't no money in that. Either you go have the account, or you gonna go to your homeboy's house and be like, yo, throw that Monique special on. I heard it's funny. And I mean, can we be honest? I mean, Monique was over here really causing a ruckus, man. And the fact of the matter is, Charlemagne had that right from the jump. What have you done for me lately? That's true. 
Janet. Like, what have you done? Where, why am I paying you? Do you know why, though? I don't care why. Because I'm just trying to figure black, it out. She was blackballed by Hollywood. But, I mean, dude, I, I, uh, I don't like that. But I don't you know like that. Because you're blackballed by Hollywood, yes. But you're not blackballed in comedy. But you're blackballed, wait, when you're blackballed in Hollywood, it doesn't matter if you're doing a venue at a mom and pop club. That's probably They're all you shut that do. shit down. There's no way that you're booking Madison Square Garden, but you can book Roscoe Chicken. No, you're absolutely Cup. right. But the thing is, as black people, we support black people. That's one thing. Look, a lot of people say grabbing a mentality, grabbing a bucket, you know, and I feel like that's for poor black people. But as far as like celebrities go, we'll flock to a celebrity just because we like, you know what? I fuck with him. I fuck Listen, with her. We. The same with that. The same only. It's a show. Uh, say at the Carolina Coliseum right. or the North Carolina Coliseum. She's probably gonna only be right. there for one night. When your name is so much bigger, you're gonna actually be there for five nights. Yeah, like everybody on the Breakfast Club, they get Carolines for five or three, three to five days, something like that. So it's, it's I mean, honestly, I think Monique was doing the right I... thing until she asked everybody to boycott Netflix. Like, fam, we're not doing that for you. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's not <laughs> even that. Do you know Do you know where the black ball came from? Yeah, because she said she wasn't going to uh, advertise. She wasn't going to do free advertisement for Lee Daniels and them in that movie. And That's... I feel like she was wrong for that. Because if you're in my movie, you're already in my movie, bro. How are you going to tell me you're not going to do advertising for a movie that you're starring in? So I, her, I personally think do, that she's wrong. Who was that? Do you know why she did that? Because Lee Daniel failed to. Um, she said I wanted to renegotiate to get a residual contract, where basically everything that you're selling from this movie, I want to see a proceed of. No, you've already signed an initial contract. That's you. But I mean, are we mad at? But are we mad at Lee Daniels for having a contract and being a businessman? No. Uh, yeah. What movie? Was- Precious, uh, Precious the one she won an Oscar for. But who the fuck she thinks she is to get residuals off a movie? Hey, that's why it's a slippery slope that we have to travel down when we talk about this because there's so many avenues that you could take to make it seem like Monique is right, and then there's other avenues where you can look at it and be like, ah, she's just being extra. Usually when you get residuals for you're a, a producer, movie. you're a, you you know you're a director, you're part of all that. As much in the beginning, yeah. But if you get residuals for a movie, most of the time you're a producer, you got to be like an like you got to be prominent in the movie, it's not just actor in the movie, right? Big star, you know, or something like that. Like, uh, who got residuals in the movie? Like, Jack Nicholson got residuals for Batman, get a big money up front, but that back money. And, um, what's it called? Kevin. And who thought Precious was nobody. nobody? Nobody. Not a goddamn soul. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. So she got paid up front, right? Let's just say Precious was a flop. Lee Daniels would have been asked out. Monique would have still got paid, right? Right. So 
when she's looking at box when she's looking at box numbers, she goes back to him and say, "Hey, can we renegotiate my contract so when this gets put on, you know, media, that I'll get you know part of the proceeds?" Lee Daniel said, "No, you signed your contract. If you wanted to structure this in the beginning, then we could have did that." Excuse me. You gotta have the So he. It's just a situation like you're not greasing your palms with my money. You already got yours. So, like I forgot who had, who got the biggest residuals of all time. I think it was this is from me being kind of a nerd. Sir Alec Guinness when he did uh, Star Wars or even Empire Strikes Back. He thought the movie was going to be a flop. He only had to work like a few days or some shit like that. Oh, you're talking about uh, Obi-Wan, right? He ended up making like seven figures, but he didn't get no real money up front. Hey, that was one of the smartest business hustles ever. Yeah, he really thought the movie, he thought the movie was absolutely rubbish. Like, he thought that shit was trash, but he was just like, whatever, you know? It's kind of of like Marlon Brando. When he did Superman, he didn't even... Uh, he like read his lines off of paper. He didn't even memorize them. He had them hold up boards, and he would read his lines like that. Wow. Lord. But ladies and gentlemen, we're at we're actually at over an hour, so I'm gonna go ahead and cut this short, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony, and we got special guest X Jack. This is Digging Two Guns News and Views. X-Jack, close us out with some words of wisdom. Hey, man, my words of wisdom is always follow your heart. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 nah, man. Um, you know, check me out on my on my podcast. You word. know, Radical Jack's Views. Um, word, word. You know, we on Spotify now. You know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. Everywhere you can catch Digger, you can catch me. Um, All right? Plug out your anchor. Oh, my anchor is uh, backslash Xavier Dash Jackson. Very simple, man. And uh, other than that, man, follow me on Facebook. I mean, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook at uh, Radical Jacks Movies. Also, Instagram, Radical underscore Jacks underscore Film and Fitness. I mean, you know, that's really all I'm doing, man. Just trying to make it big, man. Got a new podcast coming your way next week. Word, word, word. Two gun. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, man. Tomorrow's Woo Wednesday for Two Gun. That's it. Tomorrow's Woo Wednesday for Two Gun. Every time I hear Woo, I think of that shitty Jada Pinkett movie. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. That's Baps. <laughs> hey, well, funny thing is, uh, Halle Berry was actually in talks of making Baps too. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because John Singleton directed it and he was thinking about doing it. They asked the fans, like, what do you guys think? Would you be down for a Baps too? And uh, I feel like they lied, but they said they got a lot of good feedback. Yeah, okay. Mm. So, I'm Digga Jones. My words of wisdom is thank you guys for listening. Show 100 is on the horizon. Everybody that has ever been a guest on my show is going to be on show 100. <clears throat> X-Jack. 
Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Support that. Show 100. You know what I'm saying? Keep it 100. <laughs> word, word, word. So other than that, y'all know how to find me on media. Y'all know how to find the podcast because you listen. Uh, other than that, I want to thank DSS for doing the budget cuts for my job. So we got to lose one of our facilities. Oh, damn. Oh, Shit. no, my job's secure. So. Oh, well, as long as your job's secure, then hey, my job rock on, black secure. man. My job is secure. Closing down. What's the, what's the, what's the, yeah, y'all used right. to watch the office, right? They were closing down the branch. Whatever. We're closing down the branch. Everybody's going to run crazy and try to get another job. <laughs> now, the office that we're closing only has three people, so. Oh, that's not bad. So y'all probably going to get one. Again, Top that has nothing to do with me. That's above my pay grade. Just pay me to do my job. But other than that, Thanks. good night, everybody. Thank you for a good uh, show. All right, man. Y'all be safe. All right, later. Yep. <laughs>